What's up, everybody? It's Dylan Diaz from Dyslexia back again, and we are here today with John Thomas, the one and only. What's going on? How are we? Good, man. Thank you for sitting down today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we've got John Thomas. I met him through a mutual business connection. Who's gonna? He's gonna be performing at the A to B conference that I'll be speaking at, and I just wanted to grab you for a couple questions. Yeah. So, what's your definition of success? Man, being able to uh, to pay the rent and put food on the table and uh, have a little extra for uh, fun, and then. Uh, and then some to save as well, some saving, some investing. I mean, I'm, uh, I like to make money, I'll be honest with you. We like, all do. It makes me feel good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I like to be comfortable. I, I like to be able to go out to dinner and, and, and buy things that I want on a whim and not have to think too much. You know what I mean? That's my definition of success for so sure. So you're a full-time musician? Yeah. Do you truly believe the sentence where they say, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life? Um, no. I don't. I, I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with work. I think the you know the the word work, you know, it's it's in that situation in that phrase is, it has like a negative definition where I I don't think there's anything wrong with work. I like to work. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that you know if you're doing it right, then it, it does become work because you need to be on time. You need to be professional. You need to communicate. You need to sometimes do things that you don't feel like doing. Um, if you're really doing it, you know, if you're busy, that has to happen. Like you have to be places on time. You have to pick up the phone sometimes when you're relaxing, watching TV. So work, if you love it, it can still be work, but work can be awesome. Work is great. You should be thankful to work. You know what I mean? That's That's how I feel. So being a full, how long you been a full, full full-time musician? Only about a year. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I, um, had like a record deal and all that stuff, like I, I took time off from, I was like bartending and stuff. So I would take a lot of time off. I wouldn't work a lot, but I wasn't a full-time musician yet because, uh, you know, the income was, it would be like one big check and then nothing for a while. And then like another medium-sized check and then nothing. And about a year ago, it's, it started where I was like, okay, I have a lot of gigs and they, they keep coming. And, and also, I never wanted to put myself in a position where I quit my like daytime job and then put myself in a hole, yeah. you know, so... Yeah, it took me till I was 29 years old. Oh, that's awesome. Is yeah. there, was there a musician that you looked up to or a mentor you had? Um, yeah, I mean, I look up to a lot of musicians, but um, I think I went through different phases in my life and, and gravitated towards certain people when I was younger. When I was a kid, it was Michael Jackson. And then uh, as I got older, like there was people like um, Justin Timberlake. There was people like uh, Bieber and Harry Styles and all those guys and Ed Sheeran, the more modern guys. And then you know, all over the place, Brian McKnight on the R&B side, like, it was, it was different people at different times, but, um, as far as a mentor, uh, I think all the people that kind of put me through the ringer in my life, like, kind of were my mentors in a way, because they taught me a lot of the things that I never want to feel again, you know what I mean, and experience again, and they taught me how not to do certain things. And then there was people that I had that were great influences that I looked at them and I was like, wow, they handled themselves really well. They get a lot of work. You know, they're very professional and they're kind. You know, um, I think that's, that's important. Like I, I looked up to people who had it all. They were successful, but they were still cool and down to earth. Oh, that's awesome. I talk a lot about being in the room with the right people and your circle means the world. And it's your plus ones versus your minus ones. So I really hear that from you right now. Yeah. The plus ones means a lot. Because we talk right now, and we talk to Brandon, 
and you like me and I like you, we're going to go separate ways, do our thing, but then you're going to come up in conversation. Right. And I've only conversated with you and three people have heard about me. So I right, think it's right. really important to keep those plus ones totally, close. Totally, totally. You've been in rooms with pretty cool people like L.A. Yeah. Reid, right? L.A. Reid, yeah. Um, L.A. Reid, Justin Timberlake, Jamie Foxx, uh, a lot of cool people. Um, been lucky to be around. But yeah, I, I when I signed a deal um, with my partner Chris back in 2015 with Epic Records, we we showcased for L.A. Reid and um, and they signed us that day. Uh, it was it was a pretty cool experience. It was intense for sure. L.A. kind of walked in and uh, after his whole staff was just sitting there. Like, they were ready for us. He was the last one to walk in, and he was kind of just like, you can start. Like, that was it. No, like, really hello or anything. Just, like, you can start. And uh, so we did, like, probably three or four songs, like, they asked us to. And then he was like, thank you, guys. You, you can go wait outside now. Like, we're going to talk amongst ourselves. So then we, we kind of headed up to the office um, and waited for the fate of our life <laughs> to be <laughs> delivered to us. So, you know, they didn't – the staff and him, and him didn't give a lot of uh, – emotion or reaction to to our showcase but you know that's the industry like it's kind of hopefully it's a mentality that starts to fade as time goes on but it's this old school mentality of kind of like show nothing poker face give them nothing and then maybe like an maybe like 45 minutes later um another executive came up and he was like so it was unanimous they want to sign you like so it was it was exciting um it was definitely something i'll never forget uh, but yeah, being, being, I was in the room with him many times because we showcased for them a few times and, you know, him reviewing our music videos and stuff. And, and he was always, uh, he was, he was very kind to us. Um, he supported our music a lot. He would play it in his office a lot. We were told that he would be playing it over and over and over our songs. Um, and I think he was a champion for us at the label. Unfortunately, I think people that actually ended up having the hands on the project, the people that were below him. Um, you know, the project managers and A&Rs and stuff, I think they weren't as crazy uh, about the stuff. But, but he was cool. We always had a good experience with L.A. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So a lot of kids in high school and college and out of high school don't what they want to do, but, like, there's a lot of kids who dream about being a musician or yeah. a superstar and rooms with L.A. Rude. What mm-hmm. would you tell them for advice? Um, I think that you should say yes to everything that comes your way, um, even if you feel like, it's scary. I think that was what really took me to another level was saying yes to things that I was afraid to do. Um, there's a lot of fear around things that, you know, like getting closer to the things that we really want. We're, we're very fearful of doing things that are going to make us vulnerable because we want to look our best all the time. And, you know, we don't want to put ourselves in a position that's out of our comfort zone. But if you really want to take it to the next level, you have to say yes. So when someone asks you, sing a song for us, just do it. You know what I mean? Do it. It might not go great, but you got to start somewhere. You know, you're yeah. never going to be ready the way you think you're going to be. Um, so my advice is say yes to things. My advice is, you know, if your goal is to sign a record deal, like that's cool, but try and build stuff on your own. Like, try and really get things going for yourself. Don't rely on a manager or an agent or a label because it's tough. It's tough. Like, you have to understand the odds that you're facing, you know? And I, and I don't mean to be negative at all. I'm no, being yeah. realistic, though. I'm being realistic. There is so much room in this industry to make money and do well, but it doesn't all look the same. And I think that's, that's the thing. A lot of musicians don't. 
they only see one thing. They're like, I want to be Justin Bieber or I want to be Ariana Grande. Yeah. And that's cool. But guess what? There's 25 spots for to be an artist at that level. Every seven years, there's 25 spots. Now, your odds of being in one of those spots aren't great. It's totally possible. Shoot for the stars. But if you land on a cloud, that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, own that cloud. <laughs> like, yeah. be a big fish in a smaller pond. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with that. That's my thing. You ask what my saying is? Yeah. My saying is, be a big-ass fish <laughs> in a small pond. Because you can eat all the fish around you, and then you can expand. And you can jump to a bigger pond. And it's okay to take steps. You know what I mean? And get there. You don't need to. It's not like, oh, I'm not famous. I'm nothing. Like, no, there's in-betweens, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate you taking the time to sit down. Yeah, man. If you haven't heard of them, you have now where they can catch you. At John Thomas Music on Instagram, uh, TikTok, all that stuff. Where can we see you play? Uh, so on Thursdays, you can either catch me at Taco Daddy Stanford or Fortina Yonkers. And then Sunday brunch, I'm at Meso. And Tuesday night, I'm at Meso in Rye, New York. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.